Welcome everybody to Mog Talk. Sorry, I'm trying to manage all these different things uh, at the same time. But today we are here. At, what, what's today? Today is July 31st, 2021. This is Mog Talk, where we discuss everything in Final Fantasy 14, from savage rating to chuckleboy racing to video making, which we are doing today with two amazing individuals. Uh, one, of course, being Demo, the other one being Joe Cat, but I want them to introduce themselves so they're not just sitting there awkwardly and like, who the f are these guys? Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, Joe, can you tell everybody who you are? Hi, my name is Joe Cat. I go by Joe Cat on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and I make videos primarily on YouTube of various different kinds, usually comedy, sometimes animations. I originally got my start making Monster Hunter videos, uh, Monster Hunter Crap Guides, kind of satirical guide series on how to use the different weapons in Monster Hunter. And uh, then I moved on to D&D, &D, and now I'm making them for Final Fantasy. Sweet, sweet. Well, thank you for coming on. It's awesome to meet you. I'm going to let Dimmo introduce himself now. He's been on one show, and it's been like a two years of three, four years of me constantly saying, I'll get you back on, and now, and now, he's, now he's here. Yep. Tell everybody who you I, are, dude. I'm Denmo. I make uh, I make YouTube videos, and it's almost always about Final Fantasy fourteen. And uh, I play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, and I tweet a lot. So that's yeah. that's my claim to fame. <laughs> that's your claim to fame. That's it. You know, uh, I remember the first time I actually heard your name. Uh, it was 2016, and we were at Fan Fest. Uh, mm. I was at FanFest, and I was uh, with some of my friends hanging out. It was like Happy and Mel and them, and they're like, oh, have you uh, met Demo yet? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Just like off to the side, yeah, that guy. <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that moment. <laughs> uh, it probably wasn't exactly in that context, and my memory's been warped since then, but uh, that's when I first started to know who Demo I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, is that the first... Like, you went to 2016 FanFest, right? Yes, I believe I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm not misremembering that or anything. Is that what, the first one that you went to? It was... It was the 2016. That was in... Uh, 2016. That was, the, that was the Stormblood one, right? <laughs> yeah, that was where they announced uh, Stormblood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there, and then I wasn't at the one prior. The one I missed was the more recent one, so. Oh, well, I think we all missed the most recent one, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the <laughs> 2018. I got you, I got you. Uh, Joe, have you ever been to a fan fest before? No, I I hadn't really... In, I wasn't really into 14 <laughs> until recently, so I had no interest. Um, tell me, And I only me. had started doing cons recently as well. When did you get into Final Fantasy fourteen? That is a long story that I will cut short by saying uh, 5.3. Um, wow. After, wa after watching someone play a little bit of 5.3, and essentially because of the fact that I'm watching a stream and I can't just skip the dialogue like I normally would, I was like, wait a minute, this dialogue is actually good? <sighs> yeah. Uh. You know, it was funny. I, I've been watching a lot of new sh uh, players come in and uh, go through the story, and I'm watching it, and I'm like... Man, this stuff's really good. I don't remember it being good. I remember it being a hurdle that I had to go through, and I because I was just an idiot playing the game when I yeah. first got into it. Right? And then you learn that that hurdle is the content. It's like, yeah. what? oh wow, yeah. It's that because I just wasn't used to it. You right? I I played mm -hmm. WoW and like it, the, 
everything in WoW is just like, hey, just here's some stuff. You you click on them. There's a whole bunch of stuff you could read if you really want to, and then just go and fetch you know a couple of weeds or something and come back. Uh, and it's kind of like that here, but you actually have a cutscene about why yeah. these weeds are important, and you need to go pick yeah. them up. Now you learn the weeds were like a long gift given by this person's grandpa before they passed away, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they start it because, you know, of some ancient calamity, and they were only royals used to use them before, but now they cure... And then, and then that farmer shows up at the final battle, and you're like, oh, I helped him with his weeds! <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, man, when when did 5.3 come out? That came out in um about It was a like year August ago. 2019. August No, no, no. August August 2020. Yeah, 2020. yeah, August 2020. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that's that's insane. So you've only been playing for about a year. Yeah, pretty much. Uh sort of. I've been playing on and off back when I was in college, so like 2015, but like a little bit and like mostly crafting for the progression like i skipped everything i didn't like all the dialogue that i had to read because who reads right? <laughs> right and um there I'm are some working places in... where it just reads long <laughs> so yeah, I don't very know. much and it yeah i uh some of the people who i think are bigger like shen for example actually started playing later than i did but got into the game faster so they you know started enjoying i I would say was more in the game than i was Mm. earlier i got you i got you yeah no shin's awesome by the way so before we even get started you know guys we are at lunar con and i didn't explain any of that you're like hey why the hell is there like a game in the background everything we're actually at a ward physically uh at lunar con right now uh, and you can see Demo's wonderful character. Yeah, there you go. Joe Cat's next to him, and I'm just sitting there uh, in front of this awesome podium that they put together for a panel for us to discuss this. Um, and so I, I really want to give a shout-out to Shin and everyone that's involved making this event happen because this has been the largest ever that I know of event in Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. At least in game, like this is yeah. Well, in game, say, yeah. comparing it comparing it to like patch levels of of people coming in because it's like yeah. it's all run by fans. There, there's nothing official about it. Yep. No. I mean, and this is fantastic because I never even imagined you know it would be something like this. Uh, I don't. I don't even know that they uh, they know themselves. They knew that this was going to happen, but uh, they've been taking it like a champion. Because I know when you start a project, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really cool idea," and then it just explodes, and you're like, "Well, crap! Now I have to figure out how to make all this stuff work." Uh, and so, definitely uh, props to those guys uh, for making this happen. Um, getting back to video making, all that wonderful stuff, uh, Joe. You just recently. You just recently got into uh, doing the game, Final Fantasy XIV. When did you start actually making videos? Oh, boy. Um, Early, or like summer 2018, I think, was when I started. Because there was a large swath of time, I think, where I was still in college. But, you know, there was nothing that I had during the summer. And I was just in my apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like... I'm going to make a stupid video about Monster Hunter because it's coming out on PC and my friends all play on PC. Okay. And uh, I want to teach them how to play the game. So I made this crap guide because I know regular guides are boring to watch. 
course. And so I made that for my friends, essentially. And okay. uh, it kind of blew up. That's awesome, man. I mean, and that's just kind of how it happens, right? You put a lot of work into it. You have no clue what's going to happen, especially when you're first starting out. Like, if anyone's going to look at it. Uh, but yours yours blew up, and then you just start you start doing about D and D as well shortly mm -hmm. afterwards. And then it blew up even more. <laughs> and that's amazing. I mean, you're, you're kind of. Uh, do you watch Critical Role at all, or did you watch Critical Role a little, a little Surprisingly, bit? Surprisingly, no. That's going to be okay. come come as a shock to a lot of people. But it's just so it long, is. man. It is. <laughs> it's so long. And I could just put it on in the background, but then I'm not going to be paying attention to what's going on. I'm not going to know what's happening. Well, the reason I bring it up is because that started to get really popular around the same time. I would assume that you're making these videos, too. Uh, and so it kind of went hand in hand. Uh, some really good timing. My, my timing is incredibly lucky with all of them. <laughs> with Monster Hunter, because World was like the, the break into the mainstream for the series, mm -hmm. finally. I did D&D &D when you know Critical Role was just starting their second campaign. Um, and there was D&D &D stuff everywhere. I'm mm -hmm. making Final Fantasy videos now that there's a massive wave of people joining in it's just like i i need to i need to just go buy a lottery ticket or something yeah yeah do it dude uh all right so uh also i want to ask you the same question demo uh you've done all of your content mostly around final fantasy 14 when did you start making videos for final fantasy 14 uh gosh i mean before that it was uh it was making stupid comic strips on the forum uh just to make people laugh and then uh it turned into uh i figured out how to get uh sony vegas to work and then uh from there just kind of snowballed into just making different uh videos i think one of the first ones i made was uh when they uh put out uh the magitech mount or when i finally got the magitech mount mm -hmm. from getting level 50 in a realm reborn um they uh i wanted to do the march through narsh with the uh, music so uh and then there was the silly music video when they added the manderville dance and i just went ham and just started dancing in random places in people's houses and, and uh annoying the crap out of my neighbors and uh put it all together to a music video and somehow that blew up um yeah it, from day one it was just me trying to have fun and make people laugh so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say you definitely did that. I mean, not all your videos, though, make people laugh at all. It makes people cry. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. it's like really beautiful put together stuff. Uh, I do want to talk about that venture going into uh, video editing and using video editing for your first time, getting familiar with a program. Uh, when I first touched Adobe Premiere, I'm like, what the hell is even going on? Right, I look at it and it looks like some insane, horrible, uh, just I don't know, thrown together application where no, nothing makes sense to me. How did you guys figure out? Did you just watch YouTube videos or did you just play around with it? For me, mostly, yeah, just Google, Google, Google. Anytime I had a problem that I couldn't figure out, I just typed it into Google, and uh, there's usually at least one or two tutorial videos that cover that topic, if not some kind of forum question. Um, mm -hmm. But you sometimes you have to get really specific or really creative with what you Google, but uh, self-taught through YouTube tutorials mostly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank yeah. you for um, <laughs> Indecisive Fox for letting me know I need to move in the game. I keep forgetting. That's not something I'm used to. So make sure both of you move in the game as well because it'll kick you out after 10 to 15 minutes. Yep. I've been clicking on my screen every now and then. 
just okay. to be sure. I got all these programs up, so I'm like, you know, Final Fantasy's like five layers deep behind all these other programs. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll go in there and jump. Keep reminding me if I forget. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Those mods have been amazing. Uh, so, Joe, same thing. You got, you just kind of watch YouTube videos and... Not necessarily. Every now and then I'll look up a tutorial on doing a specific thing, but I started out through practice. Like, I started out with a baby version. You know, I, I did Windows Movie Maker, where you have one video track and one audio track, and, like, basically, you couldn't really cut them up very much unless you got, like, an advanced version, and even then, all you had was cuts. You didn't have tweening, you didn't have fade-ins and fade-outs. Yeah. Uh, unless you wanted preset ones that they made that could only transition between two videos. Yeah, um, yeah that's how I started too. <laughs> yeah, so I even made an animation in Windows Movie Maker where I drew each individual frame and <laughs> laid them out and made them squish them to last a certain amount of time because I couldn't tween them. I, if I wanted something to move across the screen, like in most programs, you like take image, XY coordinate, uh, scroll to the time you want xy coordinate and will automatically make it move i couldn't do that in windows movie maker so yeah. i had none of that fancy stuff so it was very simple and easy enough for an 11 year old to understand yeah um wow 11 and just went <laughs> starting <early>. from there <laughs> very early like hmm. people think that uh there's a misconception that people who blow up um, unless it's a specific viral video where the person is doing something that isn't relevant to their craft at all. A lot of the time, these viral hits, like Size Gangnam Style, or I don't know, like, um, my videos, I guess, where, like, the D&D crap guys explode, it's like, they've been doing this stuff before. They've been, they've been doing it a lot, and that's just their big break, you know? Like, Sai had been in the mu music industry for, like, a decade before Gangnam Style. It's just that's the one that blew up. I had been making videos long before this channel. In fact, this channel, my Joe Cat channel, is like my fifth one. Um, I've made a few before, you know, one when I was like a kid, another when I was like in high school, quite a few when I was in high school. I tried to make like a network of my own of like, this is the gaming channel and this is the comedy oh. channel and this is the skit channel and like none of those worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, that's funny because I made my YouTube channel under a character name that I made in Final Fantasy XIV and I changed my character name like maybe five months afterwards but like mog talk was already built up on that channel it's like i just leave it and so now i have this completely random name for my youtube channel uh that it doesn't really show it's auken brick main and that's just that's that's where all mog talk lives on this auken yeah. brick main youtube channel because it's so hard to do anything about it right once you kind of yeah. build up you don't you can't really move um, no one starts out big yeah, uh, and I have to agree with that. I will. I will say uh, I forgot about Windows Movie Maker, but that's definitely something I used uh, yeah. really early on. It was uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was so simple. That's why I used it because you just threw stuff together. When I was talking to Sinosis uh, Vaccino, uh, he was using his guides that he made uh, that got real popular at the beginning. All Movie Maker. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's pretty impressive, uh, to think about that. And, you know, my experience with making videos and stuff is pretty limited to what I do around this show right now. Uh, I did every once in a while, I'll make a stupid video, but it's just so stupid. It's just like an idea. I'm like, I'm going to put that outside my head and put it somewhere. And I don't expect anything to ever happen with it. Uh, cause most people watching this channel are, are here for Mog Talk. But, uh, the only big claim to like any successful video I made was a feast 
intro guide, uh, which I, I made it because I was doing shoutcasting for, in 2018 uh, for Feast during the regional tournament and championship. And they were telling me, hey, uh, you know, you guys explain the mode and everything when you start out. And I was like, man, I don't, I'm going to mess that up. There's no way that I'm going to remember how to say everything and say it right and all that great stuff. And I was like, what, what if I just make a video where I say that and then you just play the video <laughs> so I don't have to. Did you uh, mess it up? How'd you do? I did really well. Uh, the, well, the video was okay, right? The video was kind of pixelated and everything. Uh, it didn't work out like perfectly, but it was, it was a three-minute short intro video that went through everything everyone needed to know that was going to watch it. Uh, and so they used that, and they played it on stage at FanFest in 2018. Then they played it again in EU in 2018, or actually 2019, I think it was for EU. Then they remade it and put Japanese le uh, lettering on it no. and put it for the JP FanFest, even though I wasn't That's so there. cool, dude. And they played it the intro. Uh, nice. And I'm like, I, I'm not a professional. By any means, and there is no reason why I should have my videos on screen at FanFest, but they did it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I, I don't need anything for it. You have it because it helps with the event, and uh, just let it go. And they actually, the guy who was uh, leading the Feast Championship at that that, uh, that moment took it, but the, he didn't use like a uh, audio recording, so he mic uh, he, he spoke over everything as it was playing the video like live on stage and I was like mm. it's kind of weird but I, I like it so that's my my short involvement you guys have way much more involvement in it uh, I I will say so Joe when I saw your videos uh, I think they're just funny as hell when I look at demo I'm like he's gonna make something that should be in a museum right that's what I'm thinking <laughs> it should be like placed up there next to like artwork and everything um and then when i'm watching joe's video i'm like i'm watching this guy on uh comedy central presents like up on stage uh, that's how i compare you right now in the back of my head so uh, joe when you started out you started recently making these videos uh and the final fantasy 14 community just took took to it immediately um, how did you feel about that? Did you talk to, a lot to the community at all before then? Or Yes. Um, it made me very happy because this one, I think I did more research into it than um, even the D&D guides. Um, mm. These are the first instances where I'm actually having people come and uh, proofread and double check and fact check my guides because there's a lot to playing these jobs and playing this game that I want to make sure I don't give the wrong information. And that, right. that's not to say that sometimes I don't purposefully give wrong information as a joke, but sometimes when it's not presented that way, I, there's few times in the D&D guides where it's not presented like the wrong information is a joke. There's one joke that I like to refer to where if you pick a fighter, you get a, you know, you get heavy armor and all the weapon proficiencies and a cookie and a free belly rub and it's like right. those two it's they're clearly jokes uh, like that's right, incorrect right, right. don't get those but that's the joke right yeah compared to where i make a guide about barbarian where i say when you rage you are more susceptible to damage which is incorrect i didn't turn that into a joke and that's what i want to make sure i don't do with this game because hmm. a lot of people are watching these guides and a lot of people are consuming them in and i don't want to give incorrect information right i mean as an I, art I, yeah. Right, I, I would say there's an art to knowing what to make a joke about and what to be serious about, so that the person watching who has no clue what's going on 
can easily decipher that without yeah. like uh you know and say hey well that's supposed to be a joke and they laugh and they react to that uh but yes yeah i i've involved my friends and i've involved um some of my patrons at looking at my script to make sure that i cover everything that everything is right that um and in fact there's another bigger there's a bigger non-crap guy video that i'm working on for 14 about my experience that i'm having people proofread to make sure you know um the pace is right and all that stuff is right um and that I don't say that I not that I don't say anything wrong because it's all my own personal feelings and you know that's not anything anybody else can really determine, but more so that I understand context of certain things in the game so mm -hmm. that I can reevaluate and be like, okay, maybe I can mention that in the video as well, you know, so that I I can understand and I'm not talking ignorantly. Yeah, that's impressive. I thought you just threw shit together and you made a crappy guide. It sounds like you're actually making a good guide and calling it crappy. Larry Larry Zauer made a uh, comment or tweet some something he said once that like you need to know the game before you can make jokes about it you right. know or rather in order to make good jokes about it you need to know what it is yeah 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 uh, and that's I I just thought that's uh, you you were just kind of doing it all on your own so I'm actually really impressed by that because I was going to say demo gets like. 50 60 80 people involved in his videos sometimes and i have no clue Daunting. how you coordinate that and you get people involved it's a process um mostly it's a lot of uh excel spreadsheets trying to schedule out stuff and uh figure out when people are available and stuff um yeah it's it's a process uh <laughs> the road trip video took about three months of planning uh and i just laid out everything i needed from people and i had people sign up as uh videographers going out and saying i need it just like this i need like here's my requirements otherwise i won't be able to use it and just go out and film these shots and i will put them together into a music video um and it worked out pretty well and then there's um scenes like like what you showed in the intro uh mm -hmm. that was me scheduling a date and time like a week ahead of time and saying i need as many people as possible to show up at this place and um try to involve as many people as i can but uh hopefully with uh i'm anytime i schedule an event every single time there's always going to be someone who's like sad face not on primal sad face on crystal sad <laughs> face on uh I'm on uh, a light data center. What you know? do you want us to do? I, like, I, I can't, I can't help you there. I'm sorry. I mean, I feel bad for you, but also, I, yeah. I mean, what do you hopefully, do? like, in a month or two, we get that world transfer. I mean, world visit mm -hmm. system, and uh, it makes at least with uh, regards to Aether and Crystal, it makes it easier. But uh, hopefully, yeah. Do you ever have but to yeah, like? It's, it's, so you finish first. I was just going to say, yeah, it's a process. <laughs> I was going to ask if um, you ever have to, like, call the shooting because the in-game weather is bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there there are times when I have to, like, wait around and, like, uh, like I, I will go into um, websites that uh, keep track of the weather. Like, there's a Skywatcher website cappy came hungry or something like that for fishing they keep track of that stuff and uh there are even some that will tell you the exact time 
at least a day in advance when there will be good weather. So I try to, when I can, I try to um, schedule around that. Um, and if the weather is bad, I just like, all right, I guess we're sitting around for the next hour or so until the weather cycles through and hopefully we get a good shot then. It's like you're a real filmmaker. It's like, oh, I yeah. want, no, it, it really is. Location and it's raining. And, now. and uh, I wrote up um, for my YouTube members. They've seen it, but I wrote up a um, guide. I'm actually working on a um, how to film in Final Fantasy 14 and all the ins and outs of like what to expect with that. And I think that some people would find that useful based on my experience anyway. I mean, it's difficult. Like the stuff that you put together, I think like how the fuck does this guy do it right it doesn't the game looks good but I, i've never seen it look this good right i've never had right. it sync up so well with the music and all this stuff and i use adobe and i put two effects on there and i'm like all right let me go ahead and export and then it crashes right i can't imagine all the effects and everything else that you have to put into your videos and like you have to save like every do you have just have it auto saving every five seconds you're just like clicking on that save button just to make sure it doesn't crash yeah, by the end of a project, it's usually pretty much like that. Like by the last seventy-five percent of any project I'm working on, uh, mm -hmm. Premiere or After Effects is usually just trying to give out on me. But um, no, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, are you? What do you use? Sorry, do you use uh, Premiere? I do use Premiere. Yeah, okay. it's just what I'm used to, honestly. Yeah, I don't think it matters. You just more of whatever you're familiar with, and it works because yes. they're they're all going to crash on you in some way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like I was watching a little bit of the how to do a podcast, a fourteen podcast, and they were mm -hmm. discussing mics, and I was discussing back with my chat. Like, although generally the equipment doesn't matter, there is like a base point that you need. Like, people are like, oh, the quality of mic doesn't matter. It's how you use it. It's like, okay, at a certain point, you don't want to talk into an Xbox mic, you know, because right. that's going to sound awful no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same for, like, video production, I think. Uh, like, Lightworks is a good free program that is kind of like Premiere Lite, and uh, that's got all the necessary things. I think, honestly, if I, if I wanted to, I could quit Premiere and do Lightworks, and I could possibly do a majority of the things that I still do. Literally, yeah. the crap guides. Anytime. I could do. I could hypothetically make the D and D crap guides in Windows Movie Maker because all they are are stills. They're just still PNGs. Yeah. And I, I probably wouldn't be able to do some of the fancier effects like the spinning images and all that, but I very well could. Yeah. No, I would never in my life. <laughs> but you know, I used to use GIMP, by the way, uh, for all my images and stuff. And I was like, man, I just don't want to buy Photoshop. And I don't have the whole suite uh, for Adobe. But, like, uh, when I got into Photoshop, I was like, it's just too complicated. I'm used to MS Paint, right? MS Paint works. Mm. <laughs> it works, man. Uh, the only thing that messes with me is the transparency uh, part on it. But uh, it's I, – I don't know. I, however you put stuff together – and this is just me speaking out of my ass – but however you can put stuff together and make it look halfway fun where someone could enjoy watching it, it doesn't even have to look good, right? There's the, some of the shittiest looking videos that have like millions of views was put together with a toaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The presentation is nice, but it's the actual content and the actual substance that matters. Right. Yep. I, I made, I mean, I had a very recent example. I made a full-on music video like, 
absolutely gorgeous transitions at least like i put all my effort into it and it still only has about fifteen thousand views i'm not even sure people know it's there anymore uh, now but, they uh, know now they do please go watch it everybody click it like fifteen thousand times at least per which person one is it? And, yeah oh it's uh i can't even remember the name see i forgot about it oh my god <laughs> it was that uh, forgettable yeah so it it really matters like the content matters like i maybe the song was boring maybe the uh content was boring maybe um i don't know it just uh i put in a lot of effort into it but at the end of the day it it what mattered was does this stick with people and uh mm -hmm. that's why i'm very picky about what i actually choose to make these days so man I, so let me t uh, give you some uh background and some me trying to make a funny video right so I was uh, I was making a video and I was like, man, you know that little uh, Iggy comes in. What, what's that? Something Tower, the Spriggan that's on the rock and everything, and he's a boss, right? Um, do you remember that demo? It was in the one Iggy. that's yeah, it's it's, uh, it's oh Ziggy, Ziggy or something. Yeah, Anti Tower, Ziggy, and it's like Ziggy Stardust. Stardust. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. like Ziggy Stardust, right? And later in like one of the more recent dungeons, you see his son pop up, and it's like just Ziggy's son, but it's just a random, a random, uh, you know, mob in there. I'm like, that's that's really funny, right? That, that's kind of funny that the, the dad was there, and then all of a sudden the kid shows up, and he's like nothing. You push over, and you just go. There's no backstory. That it feels like there should be a backstory. So I try to make a stupid little backstory video on it. I spent hours on it, and then more hours and more hours. I'm like, man, I really don't know how to create videos. I just suck at this stuff, and I'm trying to get angles and everything else. And after a while, I kind of got exhausted, and I was just like, man, I just want it done. And so then I start just taking shortcuts and not you know, caring how good the quality is. And at the end of it, I'm just like, well, it's done. Uh, do you guys get that feeling when you like spend so much work making a video and near the end of it, how do you stop you know, caring? How do you, I'm sorry, how do you stop not caring, if that makes any sense? So, wait, you're asking, no, like, I'm asking, how do you keep up your inspiration to still do good work when you're at, you're tired and exhausted at the end of making a video? <laughs> sorry. Um, it, it, like I said, I'm very, very picky about what I work on. And if I, if I feel like it's at any point, it's a bad idea, then I don't start on it. But, um. Uh, if I if I start working on it and it's like starting to feel bad, uh, then I go into like maybe I need to rework something. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm working on a project that I've been working on since uh, January, actually, um, on and off. Wow. And uh, whereas I used to be able to like I start a project and I'm like, that's all I want to do. This one particular project I've uh, constantly putting off and putting off and putting off and and uh i feel like i'm letting the people who like are involved in it down because i'm just like okay wait i'm supposed to do this is this really a good idea but then i'm like you know i'm just gonna grip my teeth and get it done like eventually um we've got some filming shoots that we're doing like they were going to be scheduled for this week but then lunar lunar con uh, so we're doing some filming shoots uh, next week and the weekend, uh, and uh, that's involving a lot of my YouTube members. But uh, when you're doing really huge involved projects and you have 
all these people involved that helps with the motivation a little bit mm. but uh if, if it's just a silly joke it, i don't i don't stress over silly jokes i i get it done i i crack the joke and i get it out there okay. i just you know um i don't try to get to if, if if it delivers the joke then it's done for me i don't try to make it a huge deal i can kind of relate to that because like yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'll work on my own, whether it's, I did this with college a long time ago. I'm not, I didn't do it again <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, I'm paying for it. It's just me. It's all I matter. It doesn't matter if I do good in college, whatever, fuck it, you know? Uh, and I did, I do that with videos and stuff. And I did that. Um, if I'm the only person involved, I'll give up if I'm just tired and exhausted. Uh, but for example, the world race, when I was putting together and organizing that, I can't fail that. There's too many people involved with the the, the the event. Like if I just stop it, I'm letting so many people down. Um, and so I, I get that completely. But uh, Demo, have you ever, just to follow that, oh, you know what, let me go to Joe here and then I'll come back to you, Demo. Joe, have you ever like started a video and just like got halfway through it and just threw it away? All the time. And how I deal with that is um, I ask myself a few questions. Yeah. I ask myself, how important to me is that this video is good? Uh, if the answer is not so much, then I just let myself be lazy. Mm. If the answer is a lot, then I give myself more time. Um, and I'm like, I, I, t I know that in the future, when I look, if it's in, the quality is important to myself, I know that in the future, if it's not up to that quality, I'm going to look back on it and I'm going to regret it. And I'm going to be like, I should have taken that extra time to do this because like mm -hmm. now that it's out, I'm realizing I would have been fine just waiting a little bit and working on it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and what helps me with that, because as content creators, we're always like, man, I don't want to let my audience members down. I, I don't want to make them wait for too long but to them they don't realize it like they don't see all the um they don't see what we don't release right we don't see they don't see how close we are that it, it's still there unless we you know deliberately tell them so mm -hmm. you know for me like i said if i care about the quality a lot i'll let myself have more time and if I don't want to work on it anymore, and I'm just like, I'm not feeling this. Um, there have been very rare cases that that has happened. Um, but I'll just stop. I'll just be like, I don't want to work on this anymore. Do I see myself coming back to this? No. I'll just finish it up, release it, and not look back, you know. Mm. Um, and maybe that's not the way to do it because it bloats my channel with like low quality stuff. But... Um, I guess it just takes some foresight that can't you can't really predict. You can't you can't foresight how how much will I care about this? I don't know, thirty hours in, um, mm -hmm. fifty hours in to working on it. I don't think there's really a good answer for that. Really. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Demo, yeah. do you have any uh, videos you worked on some and just stopped, or do you always have you always finished all your videos? Uh, it's more, I don't start videos that I know I'm probably not going to be interested in or finish. Um, I'll, I'll write scripts or I'll look at scripts and uh, like try to hash it out in my brain and think if I, if I don't have a clear vision in my head, 
what I want uh, or what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Like if I can't imagine the video myself, then I probably won't. It won't materialize, really. Uh, especially when I'm like, um, when I'm thinking about like making a new dance video or something like that, a new dance Eorzea video. I, I I usually, for the last two ones at least, I would uh, listen to lots of music and try to find. Um, some inspiration from them. I'll just listen to music and see if I can like actually picture scenes happening through the music. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and if I can't, then I don't. But uh, if the music is so chaotic, like say Gang- Gangnam Style or Psy, mm-hmm. you know, it uh, and it sounds just it's got a good beat. It's fun to work with. Then I know that even if I don't have a clear vision. I could just put whatever the hell I want in there, just record a bunch of random stuff with, yeah. and uh, put it together into a music video. And if I need anything extra, that's when I just grab people and say, hey, we need, I need this, so come come do this. And that's how uh, a lot of the Mr. Face videos ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about this before, but can you tell everybody how Mr. Face even existed, how it even came to I'm life? interested in this story. Uh, Mr. Face was me playing around with character creation and trying to create the most genuinely cursed character I could come up with. And uh, someone whose silhouette from far away would just like scare the bejesus out of you no matter where you were, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what it ended up being. Um, And uh, it used to, I used to keep the character in secret. Like, I was like, (laughs) There's the Mr. Face account, and then there was Denmo, and I didn't try to mix the two. But then I ma- released a video, and it was like, oh, well, I guess the secret's out. I'm Mr. Face, and, like, nobody cared, but, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I um, actually thought they were two different entities uh, for a while. And yeah, I, still get people, I still get people who are like, wait, that's the same person? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, it's just me making a creepy character and then creeping on people at first. And then I realized, yeah, maybe I shouldn't creep on people so much. Uh, Mr. Happy was enough, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, geez. (laughs) That story. Mike's going to be like, what the fuck are you even (laughs) talking about? (laughs) Uh, But anyways, now, since I asked you about that, I I, got to ask Joe about his, uh, his wiggly worm. Oh yeah, the wiggler head. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. it? It just you played Monster Hunter once, and you're like, "This is the best thing in the world," and now it's part of your identity. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. similar, similar to Denmo, I wanted a mascot that was cursed, uh, and silly and ridiculous. And right. Monster Hunter World specifically had a helmet called the Wiggler helmet, and it was ex- it's exclusive to World so far. It's not in Rise. Mm-hmm. Um. And everyone's everyone just agreed that it's just a meme hat. And I thought, I'm going to make a character that is needlessly aggressive, very dude bro-y, very angry, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a satirical take on those, like, hardcore gamer guides, you know, this big guy who's, who chugs, like, 50 gallons of Monster every morning and, like, washes it down with a, I don't know, like a warehouse of Doritos. And then oh, different things completely. Go ahead. 
and he I wanted him to be naked, but the closest thing you could get at the time was the Kieran outfit, but I didn't have the Kieran top, so he's just got the normal top. And it's just this ridiculous character. And after the Monster Hunter guides were done, I was just like, I guess he's the mascot for this now. And I kept him around for the D&D guides, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense because, you know, people see the Wiggler head and they right. they know who I am. They know what it is. So he just kind of stuck around and... Yeah, the only problem is now that in 14, they don't have a Wiggler head equivalent. Some people say use the Namazu head because it's kind of like a fish. And I'm like, I'm going to use the Chocobo because that's more in the spirit because it's, the Chocobo is kind of the mascot of the game. Yeah. And Well, Moogles, yeah. but yeah, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, and long story short, it is just because it is. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, I can throw my perspective in as the uh, Moogle helm that I wear, and I've never, never take it off. It's always just there. And a lot of people do that just... You know, I did it, and I was like, I'm going to make the biggest character I can with a Moogle helm, because then I'm just yeah. this giant Moogle with, running around with swords and axes and stuff, and uh, that, that feels pretty cool to me. Uh, you know, it came, it came out in 2014, uh, the FanFest uh, kind of bonus or whatever they were doing at the time. I was like, once I get it, I'm just always going to wear it and never take it off, and I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. You know, it comes off every once in a while because I'm like, I don't want to glamour this while leveling up. I'll just deal with it. But I uh, I usually keep it on. And now, half the time people are like, I have no clue what your character looks like. I'm like, you don't need to look at my character. I, I mean, I could, do, I could do a quick reveal for everybody on stream right now because we're in game. We can do that. You guys can see what the frosty face looks like. Uh, let's see. Let me get the chat off the screen for just a second here. Uh, where is it? So many windows open. Nope, not that one. Nope, there we go. Okay, so we come down here. See how close I can get in without having Joe completely cover Getting up. the print screen hand ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> then, uh, see, uh, and then take it off. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, did you even know it was a Hrothgar? I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it used oh, nice. to be a Rogadin. Hmm. Why the change? Because I love beastie characters. I don't like, and I, I say this all the time, uh, and I'm going to leave it off for right now. We're just going to leave it there off to the side so it can be a nice little surprise for everybody. And let me put M the, Momentous uh, occasion here, folks. Yeah, Day in yeah. history, Frosty took off the hat. Took off the hat. Exclusive. Lunacon exclusive. Lunacon <laughs> exclusive. But no, it was so playing Final Fantasy XIV, I came from WoW, and WoW has, you know, orcs and trolls and like Tauren and like just kind of beastie uh, different types of races in there. This game is human with cat ears, human with some scales on it, human that's bigger than other humans, human that's smaller than other humans. Uh, and that is a common, you know, cri common criticism, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, for me... Oh, and bunny ear human. Sorry, bunny ear humans, yeah. the other one. Then they have... Hey, it's actually a, a cat person, right? And so it was like the closest thing I could get to be from being far from human, which I, I you know, self-hating human, I guess. Uh, and I, I was like, this is going to be the best thing that I can do. Uh, where I can feel like I play this kind of monstrous class inside Final Fantasy XIV. And yeah. so that's what it was, man. Um, and I, I, uh, 
I've loved it so far. I think maybe 1% of the game is Hrothgar or something like that. Really? I don't know. It's like really low. Maybe it's 5%. Maybe I'm over exaggerating. I, I see them around a decent amount. I definitely see them around more than Elizen. Right. <laughs> but of course, the anecdotal. So I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. Uh, Elizen. Tall human and then beefy human. I forgot there's tall human, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. That was just how I, I've always seen it. That's my biggest criticism of Final Fantasy XIV. I wish they had a frog race. I wish they had a turtle race. I wish they had these. And what they do instead is they give you these helms. So you have the frog helm, you have the chuckobo helm, and you have the moogle helm. So I could be a moogle technically instead of that. This is completely not with video making at all. We're talking about <laughs> branding of some sort with everything. And somehow we got into this. Hey, we could, it could tie into video making. You yeah. got to have that character brand, you know? Yeah, yeah. you do. So you, that being uh, that being said, uh, one it's very easy for me to take my brand of character and just go into another server, check my mail. Oh, I got my Moogle helm here, and then I'm good to go. I mean, I guess that's the same thing with the Chocobo helm. Uh, it's the same thing with the Mr. Face uh, identity. Uh, and, uh, you know, relatively, I would say with Dimmo's character as well, uh, it's not hard to really get that equipment. You just have to go to market board, I guess, and have or have someone buy it for you. I think, yeah, I think Denmo, your look, your like characters look, aside from Mister Face, is very iconic. Like, I'm yeah, like, I even if you don't when know I made, yeah. when I made both characters, I wanted them to be fairly unique. I wanted them yeah. to stand out. Like, I mean, it's hard for Lalafels to stand out, but he he's max height. He lives up to his last name. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you you see him, it's like, oh, okay, mustache beard I, I wanted a full beard i even cried about it on the forums for full beards back when uh a realm reborn started but uh yeah i just i went for you unique hey maybe in a realm reborn reborn they'll uh have a character creator that includes body types and full beards and all the beast tribes will be playable oh uh, you God. know that'd be something man when i saw lupin i was like that's the next one they're gonna do it and then they just said, nope, there you go. You see it in Stormblood. See you later. <laughs> just keep moving. Um, but yeah, no, I actually 100%. Uh, I would say your current character that you're on, Joe, is not your what we recognize you as at the moment. No, not um, at all. But I'm trying to make it so. Uh, this one and my, like, cat boy persona on YouTube, like, with that's just me with cat ears, fair. I guess, black cat ears. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, did you guys at all, besides just making that, and th did you think about branding? Were you like trying to think so far ahead? Oh, this is going to be the Denmo brand, or were you just like, I, I just want to have this character that's kind of recognizable? At least uh, personally, like yeah. if not for videos, at least personally, like my my fourteen character always has lilies in his hair, like mm -hmm. like right now he's wearing the purple ones, but he always has the, the red. Or I guess they look pink. They more look right. pink. Like every glam I have, gotta have those flowers. <laughs> No, it's just Denmo at least evolved from just personal preferences. Just okay. over, playing over and over. Um, at first, he was always in the Paladin glams, and then I had a pirate phase, and that was embarrassing. <laughs> and then there was, uh, and then I had uh, when uh, Heaven's Word came out, he was in the um, red uh, Tudor suit that you get from that one dungeon um hmm. and then in stormblood gosh i don't even remember what i wore in stormblood but uh eventually i just settled on pince-nez uh because it, it just 
I just love the pince nez. I want a diable pince nez. Like, seriously, give me some diable pince nez so I can change the color from red. Even though red looks good in most, but you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think the latest glamour, it's going to be really hard for me to pick something new, you know, to work with. I, mm -hmm. I like the way it looks right now with the vest and whatnot. It's solid. It's solid. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I've never thought about branding at all, uh, doing anything that I do except for Moogles, right? And the only reason Moogles are involved is because I thought of the word Mog Talk one day when I created the show. And there you go. That works. Yeah. And it came so naturally. That, I think it worked, <laughs> it worked out. out. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, I haven't even looked at the guide at all or the, the show layout that we have. I guess you should take a look at it. Uh, what are some of the biggest hurdles you guys have ran into making videos for Final Fantasy XIV? Oh, and Joe, since you can, when you oh, could, yeah. get to Joe, uh, you can reach back further to Final Fantasy XIV if you want. Um, but I mean, demo. The weather? <laughs> where, where to start? Um, uh, half the time I was making videos, uh, there wasn't even G-Pose back then, so... You can imagine what that's like. Yeah. Um, trying to get good screenshots even back then was difficult. You had characters like shoving themselves, shoving their cameras into the wall just so they could get a close up. Um, uh, the camera in general is really tricky to work with in time at times, and mm -hmm. uh, there's. I mean, it's not the worst, but I, I really wish there was like a free flying camera I could use. Um, G-Pose yeah. itself is challenging to work with because uh, it has so many limitations. Like it opened up a whole bunch of po possibilities, but at the same time, you can't move with while you're in it. Uh, you can't you can't tell have uh, fix other people's emotes inside of it. Um, you get stuck on some geometry, but go through others. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it's weird. And then if you're filming inside of a house, have you ever seen how a person will just like go up the stairs or up a custom set of stairs and their character will bounce up and down in a really <laughs> weird way? And it doesn't make any sense. But and, and then there's the server lag with with how characters move about, you know, um, when you, you you probably watch the Stelazio theater thing going on when they do do their live shows i filmed some of their some of the uh some live shows like that before um for uh a stage reborn mm -hmm. um but when they give their actors directions they they tell them that imagine that you're a dart and throw yourself to a spot and then stop because if you just like i'll, I'll show you with my character here if you're yeah. just scooting along and trying to get into the perfect spot it it may look good on your screen, but on another screen, you're just kind of running in place like yep. I'm doing right now on the screen, yep. you know, and uh, stuff like that. You have to think about when you're giving directions to people. Uh, and then, of course, the weather cycles every 20 minutes, and that's frustrating to deal with. And then the uh, I'm a, I, I could I could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, and it's impressive. And so I think that's part of like. Uh the craft with making videos for video games and stuff like that and getting into it's, it's, it's stuff you have to deal with. It's just, yeah. you, you plan for that. You need to learn a new law of physics, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and that's really impressive. The Every time you come out with something, I'm like, there's no way that is even possible. Like, I'm wondering if you, like, somehow you you got the code for the game and you're, like, over there and you're, like, in uh, Unity or some sort of video game editor just moving stuff. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, it's just too nice. No, most too of the time it's just clever camera tricks or some use of uh, green screening and... Uh... Mostly clever camera tricks. Yeah. Uh, video editing is uh, amazing what you can do with it. Just cropping and like color mm -hmm. correcting. I mir I basically echo everything Denmo said as far as mm -hmm. 14 stuff. But more on a general video making note, the biggest hurdle I've come to and the one that I try to help people with all the time is coming to the reality that there's always the possibility that no one will watch or care what you make. Mm. And you have to be okay with that because it will happen. I It happened to me, even with my Monster Hunter videos going viral. I'm sh absolutely sure it's happened to Denmo. It's happened to Shen. It's happened to everybody who's ever made videos. It, you could have a viral video after viral video... At some point, eventually, you're going to make one video that's going to bomb, whether it be because it's bad or because the algorithm didn't want to show it to people or the one that most people have a lot of trouble accepting because people just aren't interested in it. Sometimes people just don't want to watch it. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to acknowledge that when you're making your video, to be in the mindset that that is possible... Because if you are making it primarily for the views and for the attention, it's going to crush you when that happens. Mm -hmm. So so the only person you can guarantee is going to care and is going to be happy with it is you. Yep. So make something that you are happy with because if nobody watches it, at least you'll be happy with it. Because if you spend all this time trying to get into the algorithm, trying to please everybody, trying to do all this stuff, and not taking yourself into account, and it mm -hmm. bombs... All that effort is going to feel wasted because I'm nobody's going to care about head. it and you don't care about it. <laughs> I'm just nodding my head like that's yeah. that you summed it up. Yeah, well. every like every content creator will tell you the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay to feel bad about that stuff too. I would, I would yeah, like to yeah, no, yeah, it's totally yeah. valid. Yeah. Just know mm -hmm. that know what you're getting into. I made this joke when I made the the healer video like it's like streaming on Twitch. <laughs> and expect it's like streaming on Twitch and expecting anyone to watch. Yeah. You can be upset, but know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and it's sad. Uh I mean that's a whole nother topic to talk about, like the streaming universe of like people getting in starting with streaming and like the mental toll it takes on people who get starting to get successful, then miles successful, and then they lose a few viewers and then it's like just starts crushing them. And I'm sure, you know, that plays into it. Uh, a lot with um, uh, making videos and producing stuff on YouTube, especially when it starts to become a financial source. Uh, with mm -hmm. me, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I work a full-time job outside of this, and I, what, when I do Mog Talk, when I do everything else, I think of it, I'm not going to gain any money from this. And I, I put that, what would I do if this doesn't get me any money? Because if I try to make it like something stable for me, I'm going to fail horribly because I don't trust myself to succeed. And that's just my own personal thing with that. Um, yeah. And so I, I think a lot of people get into making content and streaming and stuff like that. 
and think getting grander ideas of like, oh, I'm going to be able to pay for my house because of this, right? And I mean, it can happen. You're right. Yeah, you might. That happened to me. Yeah. This, this was paid for by YouTube and Goblin plushies. There but you go. You have to account for the possibility that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes for any content creation because content creation is entertainment and entertainment is not an always reliable job to do. Yeah. You know, it's why you it's why you see good actors in bad movies. Sometimes they just they just need work. <laughs> yep. oh, Nicolas Cage, you know? Uh oh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> More like Nichols Cage, because that's how much he has left in his bank account. Which is, is why he's in No, but I'm joking about why <laughs> yeah, he's no, in that it... awful that awful <laughs> animatronic horror movie. I watched it. I watched yeah? it. He didn't say one word. I wonder if nice. they could didn't have to pay him because of it, or like pay him like a certain amount of money because he didn't say anything in the movie at all. Maybe, uh, but I'm kind anyway. of interested in seeing it now. He didn't say anything. Wow, not a single word, man. It, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible movie. <laughs> I can't uh, wait to watch it. <laughs> I mean, but I'd watch it. That sounds if, like something uh, you'd want to watch with friends. Yeah, yeah, it's something to watch. Yeah, I watched it with my wife, and we were just laughing about the stupidity of it because that's just one of the like it's like going back and watching one of the Leprechaun movies or something, right? Uh, it was just called was it just called Straight Leprechaun? Is that right, Demo? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was there were like four sequels to it too, and it was just I've only seen clips. You know, this is actually a a really good point. Do you uh, gain inspiration from watching content? outside of your own content and if you oh, do yeah. from what uh for me it's uh i mean movies and music videos in general but uh also i i like to get inspired by um editing uh like really good editors and uh there was one channel that inspired me for a while called uh, every frame of painting hmm. uh i don't know if you've seen that one uh, and I've been following his later channel as well, where he just talks about whatever he wants to talk about. But uh, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of YouTube lately, and it's a bad habit. <laughs> I mean, Joe? same here. Yeah. yeah, no, I got inspiration from videos as well, but not on the topic because I, I already know like what I want to make, but more so on the presentation. Thing. like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see some someone make like a cool edit i'm like i'm gonna steal that <laughs> or like yeah. uh someone do a cool transition or just like structurally how they do a video i'll be like wow i really like how they put this and then this and then this i'm gonna do that except with the things that i care about you know like or like see how i can implement that or think about hmm why does that work you know things like that like so you, that's you, why you, you were talking about my transition at the beginning you're gonna, you're gonna take my transition now, aren't you? My yep. one, I'm my one it. effect. Content creators <laughs> are still that transition. <laughs> no, uh, I made a transition for uh, Brian Ricardo and his channel, yeah. um, like a whole title screen and a transition, uh, and that was mostly based on uh, something I found on YouTube. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> cool little trick, and then I just matched it to his style. Have you ever had seen anyone uh, do a transition or something, or do something from a video that you made? afterwards i have yes i i know this because the people who did it uh told me and that's my good friends um whimsy shrimp 
they're kind of a smaller channel, but they've been doing this a lot longer than I have, so I still kind of look up to them because seniority. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, but I noticed that their outro stuff for their videos, where there's like a panel in so they can put like little videos, it's like directly pulled from mine. And I don't know, it makes me a little happy on the inside. I'm like, wow, I did something that somebody likes so much that they wanted to do their own version of it. And Yeah, and some of my, I mean, that my brain but uh some that reminded me of how like some of my earlier inspirations like i uh there was this one music video there was a lot of music videos that came out before mine that uh, i got inspired by uh there was uh the one where the cat girl is just walking forward and then she's running forward and it just transitions seamlessly between scene to scene to scene do you remember what i'm talking about i, I think i remember you posting something about it before yeah uh, was it, it this it wasn't was, a japanese creator was it experience eorzea yeah chat said it oh okay. um, and that was a standard that i held myself up to like i can do this but i can do it a little bit differently you know mm -hmm. and uh i did that with the stormblood video which is now banned for using the uh japanese music don't use japanese music by the way um okay but uh yeah and then there's um zanikonpu or zanikopu i can't remember the exact spelling but they are a uh, japanese studio that makes mm -hmm. really really amazing final fantasy 14 videos like almost every year um usually for the anniversary you've probably seen one or two of them but um they have they follow all the rules, first of all. Like, there are so many rules for content creation with 14. That's a whole other discussion we can get into. But mm -hmm. um, they follow all the rules. So that's, that's amazing. And uh, they create their own audio music production. Like, it's like a full-on professional studio house. And I'm just amazed by the quality every time. And I try to grab stuff from what they do try to aim for that quality mm -hmm. you know uh real quick before we talk about the rules something did like uh, you were saying something about people uh coming to you and saying something about hey you use this in your video can we use that in our video mm -hmm. um i i will say that there have been four or five podcasts they come to me and they say hey how do you do your videos on screen? Are you okay with me making a podcast? I don't give a fuck. You could absolutely make whatever podcast you want and do whatever you want. But I have people uh, who come to me and say that. And I'm like, I feel bad that you're even asking me. I, I don't yeah. want to be like a, a mental note that someone needs to, uh, you know, I don't want to worry. I don't want to step on so-and-so's toes. No, never is anyone ever stepping on my toes. As long as I can get people in here and I can have cool conversations every once in a while, which is the only reason I do this is because I love talking to people about 14. It's so like uh, fun to hear passionate people talk about what they love to do. Um, and, and it's when there's never a reason why you would need to don't straight up carbon copy somebody's work. I'd say don't do that. But most people just love to see new content out there and see that even if they inspire new content, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I felt like that was kind of weird uh, and I feel weird about yeah. that. I, yeah, I find it pretty cute because it's like they're learning about content. They don't know the environment and this is their first time doing it. And yeah. like 
it's super awesome because that means that you are one of their first people they've reached out to for this stuff by the fact that they're asking this that people don't usually ask. And even even some regular content creators ask because it's like, I don't know, you just want to give credit where it's due of who inspired you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, totally. Like, uh, this is just me personally. Like, anyone who's listening, don't apply this to anyone else. But like, um, unless they say so. But like, I'm totally down with someone completely ripping off my format because like, that means it's competition, and if they do it better than me, then it's like, oh, great. Well, now I can see, okay, what did they do better? How can I improve on that? They they did, like, the thing that I did, but better, okay. Well, like what the did kindest they do? Form of kindest form of criticism, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, of course, that's why I said that's just me, because that kind of criticism, like, put in practice can be hard to see and hard mm-hmm. to hear. Criticism mm-hmm. in general is hard to hear, but, like... um yeah, for most people, like, if you make it your own thing and just maybe so happen to take the format, um, like, over time, it generally just naturally starts to become its own thing. Like, just over time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, pardon my, my FC buffs. That is amazing. Because <laughs> I, I had no clue what I was doing, and also I saw it pop up, and then jackpot, it just goes like yeah. immediately. I just turn around, and half of the people in the seats are, like, getting yeah. their jackpot. Back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back up. That is amazing. Uh, uh, but yes, FC's on top of if, it. Go ahead. If, you're, if your favorite content creator inspires you and you want to make content like them, um, just so that it's not a total ripoff, tweak it a bit but usually people aren't too upset about if they're reasonable they're usually not too upset about you making something similar to them as long as it's you know maybe a different type of topic or throwing your own spin in there because that's that's how you start out like my my stuff was almost directly ripping off or inspired by something else so that's yeah. literally the world, man. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, D and D. You know, that stuff just starts stacking up, and like everything starts ripping off of these things, right? That's what people mean by "there's no new ideas." It's not to promote you stealing, but to not stress out about making something original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just take good ideas and make it your own. Yeah. yeah. When I talk about shop people not returning a shopping cart and the shopping cart theory about how you're an asshole if you don't return a shopping cart. You know, I may have came up with that on my own, but that's been out there. People know you're an asshole if you don't return your shopping cart, right? They've had these conversations have had happened before. People like to attribute me to the, co- the shopping cart <laughs> conversation. Where, where did this come from? Because <laughs> we're talking about original ideas. You know, I thought that was an original idea, but it wasn't. But shopping carts? Have you not yeah. heard of this? I, I've heard of it, but like, yeah, yeah, what? it's just it's part the, of it's it. The, it's relatable. It's the litmus test. You know, the shopping cart litmus test. It demos like oh. what the hell? I don't return my. Well, shopping I, I'm thinking in my head like the other day I was at, at the store and I just watched this woman take a shopping cart and walk down the sidewalk with it all the way back to her home and I'm just like, oh, are we talking about that? No. And no. then I realized, oh, we're talking about people who are like, putting it back in the, back in the store after. Yeah, they, exactly. As a judge of character, which is an idea that he came up with on his own. I did, well, but, okay, but it wasn't. Okay. Am, am, I, am I an asshole if I put it in the designated shopping cart spot? Because that's no, what that's I, what you're supposed no, to do. No, that's what you, sh- you should okay. do. All right, so okay. that <laughs> mm, we have like 
21 minutes. I don't know how she get in Okay, this. okay. We can move on to the next point. Yeah. We, can, we can have this discussion some other time. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk. You, Demo, you are talking about this. Rules with making content for Final Fantasy fourteen. Can you help clarify what you mean by that and what those rules are? So I don't have the specifics right in front of me, but uh, the general understanding is that uh, Final Fantasy has a, a... Square Enix has a very strict... Um, policy when it comes to content creation and uh whether they act on that policy or not is kind of a gray area mm -hmm. but they can act on that policy and it is kind of scary to think about because that would mean that about 75 percent of the content maybe 90 percent of the content that you see is actually invalid and square enix can have it removed if they want to um they mm -hmm. I think they've only done it once and the community cried out and then they were like, okay, well, all right, we got a badass over here. Let me, let me back off, you know? And, uh, uh, they're, they care most about how their game is presented and they mm -hmm. crafted their rules around that stuff. Like, well, it's, it's nitty gritty stuff. Like you can't make a final fantasy video with music. That's not from the game itself. Even if it's other Final Fantasy music or like, you know, if it's if it's not in the game itself, then it it's it doesn't count, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or you can't uh, you can't like take clips from other games and supersede it with clips of Final Fantasy. You know, if you read the actual rules, they say like that's against the rules. Um, mm -hmm. You have to credit Final Fantasy copyright with literally every piece of media like you have to have that little string at the bottom or somewhere that you see in your screenshots that should be in every video you make that should be in every screenshot you make whether or not it's with gpose that's also the rules uh if you actually get in there and read it it's very very strict but whether or not they actually act on it you know i don't know one thing so i have found is that um they if you want the developers to talk about your videos then you have to follow the rules because they will not acknowledge a video publicly. Anyway, they will not acknowledge a video if it doesn't, because it puts them in a kind of a hazardous place mm -hmm. with their legal team. I think that's how it was with monster hunter as well. I've talked with mm -hmm. uh, monster hunter. Capcom knows who I am. Um, and I've talked with the community <laughs> manager a few times. Okay. Uh, uh, I I've talked yeah. with Koji Fox twice and yeah. each time he said he loved my videos, he knew who I was, and it was it was great. Uh, yeah, it's well, yeah, no, it's more to protect themselves. Yeah, like and they they do at least ones that listen, which it seems like 14's community stuff. You know, their community people in charge of that do. Um, they do take intent into account, and they they do acknowledge like, okay, what is the purpose of this video? You know, like they're not doing anything actively malicious or trying to do the things that are the reason these rules are in place, you know, then they'll usually be like, yeah, that's fine. But they, you know, like Denmo said, won't acknowledge it because they can't. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, there is, they do make little tiny exceptions, but I mean, some things are a little bit more important than other things uh, when going through it. I, you know, I, I've personally talked to him. And Yoshida has told me uh, my comment. I'm going to put that out there. He's like, hey, uh, could you not be so mean? 
Uh, so that's that's my comment. So uh. <laughs> I I went up to Yoshida and he acknowledged the, the first time I met him at the first fan fest. Um, he acknowledged the Lollafell march we did. Mm. I was like, hey, I I did the Lollafell march. He was like, oh, nice event. So <laughs> and then the second time at uh, uh, the 2016 fan fest, uh, I went up to him. I sh I had a little flashcard with my character on it which i guess was pretty iconic for the uh video but i was so the line was long and I, it, we were just getting in there getting out and i was so embarrassed and like you know starstruck that i was standing next to yoshi p all i could manage was hey do you recognize this guy and he just kind of looks at it for a second like hmm maybe <laughs> and that was it but uh yeah anytime i talked with koji fox he was like he was just, he's just a great guy and he he said he loves everything that i put out as far as there I you can go tell. you're koji so. certified yeah if koji fox has seen it then pretty much i can guarantee that the rest of the staff has probably seen it oh probably. okay like he's like showing that's, up that's, yeah, yeah. that's my hope that's, that's my hope yeah yeah uh <laughs> but yeah no what i'm i'm known for is the world race stuff to the jp community uh the square enix in japan community because they uh that they follow that and so that i get world racers on here and they talk shit about the game <laughs> and so that's I'm, I'm probably just seen as an asshole but that's all right i hope they don't think i'm an asshole i hope they know that joe crap is a character <laughs> no the they don't it's like, you yeah no no it's not i promise you should uh, have him like slap my actual character or something <laughs> i'm just slapping to show that he is a villain yeah Okay, okay. So we got like 15 minutes left with the stuff. I don't want to, I'm not sure what's right after us. And I don't want to like delay that too much. So I, I won't try to get into big conversations like the shopping cart one. We'll, we'll get into other conversations uh, about what you think that would be worthwhile talking about creating videos for Final Fantasy 14 and uh, your experience overall. Uh, and I guess, Denmo, do you have something on the top of your head that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about so far? All I can think about is uh, Duty Recorder. Mm. I I want to make a video about it, um, but uh, I'm really disappointed with Duty Recorder. And uh, I don't know if you've been watching Twitter, but I talked about it quite a bit where you have this system that lets you record fights, lets you fly your camera around any person in that fight, including the boss... And it's this amazing set of tools that any content creator would be salivating over and they restrict it to two fights. And one of the fights is like whatever they decide it is. And, and right now it's Puppets Bunker. So. I never I'm even heard of it. Yeah, exactly. You don't know it exists, but it's there. And it they said it was for the um, raid progress you know you can record your raid uh so that you can look back and fix mistakes and stuff and and that's fine but also you included this whole system where you can just take screenshots of really badass screenshots and you can pause the action and just record or just record an, an entire fight and you know you can't really do that while you're doing the actual fight unless you know you're having seven people do the fight for you which is how I filmed most of my videos. Um, 
there was one video I did w when Duty Recorder came out, and it was um, it was uh, God, I can't remember his name. The cat guy with the cat arm. My brain. The cat guy with the cat arm. I, I feel like I should know this. I don't know. Joe, you you should know this. You've been playing this game for like all your yeah, life. Yeah, it, it was like Bayako. Are you character. talking about Bayako? Oh, you're talking about a fight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Biako. Biako. Yeah. I made a video Biako. about Biako using just Duty Recorder when Duty Recorder came out. I was so hopeful for Duty Recorder. It was such a good system, and I made a video about it. And I was like, I'm gonna do a video about every single trial they do using Biako or using Duty Recorder. This is just the test phase, right? They're, they're only limiting it to two fights because this is just a test phase, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next patch comes around and uh, they take Duty Recorder off of Biako. They move it to the next fight. And and then I'm like, wait, what are you doing? No, you're supposed to roll... This is something you could roll out to literally every single fight. It's like how you can do the exploratory explore, exploration mode mm -hmm. right now. But it's only with the Shadowbringers dungeons. Right. And I guarantee you, or at least, I don't know, I I have a hunch that they're never going to release it for prior dungeons because they have their own priorities about their development and they, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It would be nice if they released it to prior dungeons. And I think they said they might, but they might not. They probably won't. And uh, I I don't know I'm I'm disappointed about that and I'm like I want to talk about duty recorder like get the word out that this actually exists because like Joe Cat said don't even know yeah and it sounds and cool it is yeah. amazing like I mean there are some limitations with it and I I, I want to address that in the video but uh, mm -hmm. yeah no it, and this I, could be I, a really really nice content creation thing you know and I thought spectator mode was going to be a big deal too after they put it in PvP but mm. Yeah, you know, not 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 anywhere. It's, I guess they just so, like so limited. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, with Final Fantasy fourteen, when they put like G pose, an amazing marketing tool they made for this game, mm -hmm. amazing. Yep. And so if they start, if they make sure they have these tools for people who are actually making content creation, you're advertising mm -hmm. for the game basically, and you don't pay these people anything. YouTube pays them. You're you're yep. letting YouTube pay these guys to market Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Yep. You're, put, I, I get you're putting in an every... early you're putting in an early investment to develop these systems for a lot of payoff later down the line. Right. Yeah. And I, I I still get comments to this day like your video was the first one I ever saw that got me into playing the game. And uh <laughs> because I technically break the rules, Square Enix can never really thank me for that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but I mean, there's that new, uh, mutual, just like underlying positive relationship between you and Square Enix, I would say. And I think same thing with Joe Cat, even though he's on there, he's like being like, oh, fuck this, fuck that, everything. It's great for Final Fantasy fourteen. I mean, uh, I was, we were watching Asmongold, who's like, you know, the big thing coming to Final Fantasy fourteen right now. And he was watching one of, or was it him or was it Summit? No, it was Summit. I was watching Joe Cat's video uh, on stream. I was watching the tank one, uh, I, I think. And so people are coming and doing that. And then you guys are all kind of getting extra exposure from that as well. Uh, and it's just this big <laughs> rolling audience, effect. Yeah. Um, 
how do you feel about like all this extra spotlight coming to Final Fantasy fourteen recently? Has that helped you all out a lot? A little bit, I think, on my end. And on, on the point about me being mean in the video, I, I make sure what helps me have be in good standings with people like Wizards of the Coast for D D and Capcom mm -hmm. and hopefully Final Fantasy fourteen is I don't I don't take that aggression on my opinion on the game. I, I mm. purely take that aggression as a way to give the information rather than it's like I like make a joke about how awful the game is or something like I, I'm not going to do that because that's not what my video is for. I'm not a games right. critic. Um, but yes, I I think maybe at some point in the future something might happen as a result of the larger audience, but I think that that is more an inevitability that is just accelerated because of the large audience rather than something that happened because of it. And, you know, maybe that's a pessimistic way to look at it, but, you know, like, there are no... There are no... There's no gaming community without bad apples. Like, even even as we joked about how Animal Crossing is chill and cool and just hanging out... New New Horizon comes out and shows how visceral they can be and gatekeepy, and uh, I think we saw a little bit of that with the rise of WoW refugees of and just new players in general coming to fourteen. But overall, I do think it is a good thing, and it is going to the cream of the crop will rise. And I think the moderation team on fourteen is good at catching those bad apples early and tossing them out. And being very strict with their rules and not making exceptions. And I think that has garnered a more welcoming community and a more welcoming just gaming space. Whether it be because people genuinely are nice or because they're following the rules. Regardless, it is a cleaner space because of that. And I think because of that, this larger audience is is a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah. I, it's absolutely been a huge positive thing. Uh, and I think we were in the perfect exact spot that we would want to be in as a community uh, for Final Fantasy XIV whenever all these new players came in because they were all experiencing this for the first time. We're like, oh, yeah, we're reliving this. It's like having kids and then they're doing good at sports. You're like, yeah! You know, you're mm -hmm. kind of living through them. It's it's good for <laughs> content creators because there are more people coming to watch their content yeah. and it's good for content consumers because now there's more content to consume because now there's more people there. That means there's more likely that there's going to be a bunch of new types of content coming out, yeah. which is my, my chance to make a call to arms. I'm, I'm, call, I'm throwing this out there. There's a big spot. There's a big niche hole for lore videos. Get on that. If somebody likes lore, <laughs> there's a big hole in in Anonymous the is gonna or, flip. in the 14 yeah. content ecosystem without lore. And there's so much lore in the game, and there's so much you can analyze from each character talking about lore. Like I I found a video on Charlian, and there was just the one. There's just one video on Charlian right now, but. People talk about Charlian in the game all the time. NPCs have so much, like Idleshire and and all this shit. There's like uh, Ethis Asher, Ethis yeah. Asher, but he has yeah, he, a he got a job uh, recently. He got a new job recently. Like horrible timing for you know doing yeah. that, but he, it's a job that he wants to get into. So uh, mm -hmm. and then there's uh, Anonymous who just doesn't make videos, right? He just likes yeah. talking. So yeah, we 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 got to get Anonymous and like drag him by the by the scruff of his neck and like say hey come over here write me something like write me stuff okay I, i'm not i'm i'm not joking like even outside of lore just if you have a good idea write a script like get it out there maybe show it to someone who you know is good at video editing because 
I'm not particularly great at coming up with, with ideas like you may think I am, but <laughs> most of the time, like for my last several projects, it's just been me c putting out what other people have written up. And mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of websites. You don't even have to be a good video editor to help with the content creation process. There are a lot of websites like Ock Morning that are really trying to up their game. Um, uh, and uh Fay Temperance, uh mm. there's some others. Uh the PvP Discord is really trying to up their game and grab as many new fresh players as they can and make guides and stuff. Um yeah. but what we're lacking right now the most is writers. Just people coming up with guides and putting it out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of really good writers. And I think there should be some sort of uh, symbiotic relationship between, uh, you know, people who can make really good guides because there's amazing people out there and people who just make really good videos. Uh, the thing that I think that a lot of people are worried about is that um, some people who are making videos are like, oh, well, if I haven't, you know, cleared it myself or if I haven't done this or if I haven't been in there, then I won't be taken seriously. And I feel like if you make a good video and you're just straight up, this is what I know. And this is the the person who uh, said it. And we're just making this to get the information out there. That is how it should be, right? You don't need personalities. Uh, I mean, my own opinion, right? You don't have to have a personality that is super well known and out there for this to uh, create good content. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not a, a, a person, I don't know, I was going to go into a whole other thing about shopping carts, but I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> we'll, we'll do something else about that. You know what, Demo? Let's create a video about shopping carts. <laughs> yeah, is there a shopping cart, like, equivalent in this game? Like a housing item or something? Uh, I don't know. Like a wagon? Mean, I'm sure the housing community wheel, could wheel make barrow. a shopping cart. They could make a shopping cart. I I'm sure there's it. a wheelbarrow somewhere. There, there's someone out there. If you ask them, they will make a shopping cart. I, I've gotten. <laughs> I had. I asked someone on Twitter, like, "Hey, can you make the Delta Rune symbol?" And someone just showed up to my house, or showed up to the house, not my house. They showed up to the house, asked for permission to use whatever, and uh, we gave them the items they need, and they made a pretty badass Delta Rune symbol. And I have no idea how they made it, but they did it. They can make a shopping cart. Yeah. All right, Joe, we're kind of getting to the tail end here. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to mention before we finish up the show? Trying to think. I don't know. What's a, what's a type of content you guys would like to see on 14? I talked about mine. I would like to see more lore videos. Because we're seeing a lot of guides right now. Because a mm -hmm. lot of new players, everyone's making a guide now, including me. But right. what's... What's one that either you would like to see or you think 14 desperately needs more content of? Demo videos. I, I want... <laughs> Calling me out. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more genuinely hilarious um, ma machinima or whatever you want to call it. Machinima. machinima. Yes, machinima. me too. Machinima. Yeah. Me I want too. To see more, I want to see more people actually like... People lately have been asking me about like the Milk Money series. You know, there there's a huge audience that really wants some funny character on character content, sitcom, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and there's just not enough. And I think it's mostly because people are just kind of turned off by the controls that you have to go through just to film it. 
Yeah. But um, genuinely, I I would want I would want to see more stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I mean, hope people. Yeah, Hildebrandt was is huge in the game, and having yeah. that actually people making videos like that, which is kind of what Hildebrandt is, is watching a little soap opera or something like that. So uh, it's his own little machinima. You could do that and be, I think, a pretty uh, successful content creator for fourteen. On the topic of machinima, I just want to shout out one fantastic one, which is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Mean Girls, where somebody recreated the Mean Girls trailer in fourteen, and it is amazing. It's fantastic. Okay. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Dibba. No, I mean, so yeah, oh. you could share that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but our time is up here. I'm going to, you know, go over time here and just have you guys do shout outs so people can find you and know everything about where you are and what you do. And I also have a small credits reel afterwards. But, okay. uh, Demo, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they wanted to find you? You don't do a lot of streaming, right? I, uh,. I don't stream on Twitch. I sometimes stream on YouTube. Um, but uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube. Search Denmo McStronghuge or just Denmo McStronghuge after YouTube's thing. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at McStronghuge. Uh, it's very easy to remember. Uh, and that's it, really. McStronghuge. I'm going to post it. Uh, you know, I typed in McStrong. It's Denmo McStrong Lalafell. Is what shows up oh. when I search in YouTube. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> there we go. All right, I got your channels in there. And Joe, uh, where could people find you if they need to find you? Yes, you can find me on YouTube at JoeCat. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JoeCat105. And uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JoeCat. Oh, my gosh. Every time I go to one of your videos, I'm sorry, everybody that hears that. Or actually, I think it's muted. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not muted. Uh, but I keep, I go to your YouTube channel, it does the autoplay. It's all the music. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, all your fault. I can't believe you have autoplay on your YouTube channel, you son of a. Well, it's fine. Uh, need to eat, man. Yeah, need those views. That (laughs) precious, that precious one dollar CPM. I mean, it's, it adds up though. It does add up after a while into a house sometimes. Oh no! This is a this is this is all goblin money. This is all goblin plush money. Explain this to me, because I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, really quick. I'm sorry. This is taking up the time. Uh, but that's okay. They're not kicking us out. They're letting us stay I here for much longer. There's no one after us. We could be here as long as we want. Goblin plushies, which are kind of like the secondary mascot of the Crap Guide series. Mm-hmm. And they're adorable wow. and great, and they are probably some of the best plushie, uh, best-selling plushies on Makeship, which are the the manufacturers. And um, nice, they sold a lot. So, <laughs> holy crap, that's awesome, I'm... man! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the next event's in thirty minutes, I think. Wait a minute. Hold oh, on. sick. Uh, is it thirty? I don't know. It's it's soon. But anyways. Uh, guys, I, I appreciate you all walking out. I mean, it's a little bit weird. I wasn't ex- expecting to do like the in-game part of it where we're kind of here, but uh, you know, LunarCon's amazing, and they they're doing this, and I definitely want to be a part of it any way I could. I was thinking about some good ideas, and I was like, I don't have good ideas, so I'm going to do Mog Talk. Uh, hey, it was so, still fun, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome to meet Joe, meet you for the first time, and uh, to get you guys in the same room because you're both people I respect a lot. When it comes to it's nice to meet you too. 
Yeah, both yeah. of you. I respect both of you too. Oh, a lot. I, I respect that. Yeah, we're just respecting each other. We're doing great. Uh, but anyone watching the show, thank you for coming. Thank you, everyone at LunarCon, for making this such a great event. Uh, I do have a quick credit reel that I'll roll here at the very end of the stream. Um, next week, I'm not sure on the show, but we do have some really interesting stuff coming up. Uh, it will be, we're going to be doing a discussion with World Races, uh, with Final Fantasy XIV, because that's what I, I do. And we're going to bring on, uh, I, am talking with, uh, some World Racers from WoW. They'll come on and talk with World Racers from Final Fantasy XIV. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, both of you guys amazing. Uh, thank you to my wife, Kerr, for being amazing and letting me, uh, do this every weekend without, you know... Uh, hating me for it. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, to everyone coming and watching all uh, mods, everybody. And uh, until next time, remember be good, keep cool, stay frosty. You guys have to wa wave and say bye. 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 See hey everyone, thanks for watching the show. Uh, before we end today, of course, I'm going to do my special thanks to uh, our Patreon supporters, a uh, few organizations. One, Ock Morning. A uh, great rating resource website that you guys could check out. Another one is Phase Temperance, which is an organization that puts on PvE events for the community. Uh, Teamcraft, a great resource for crafters. And of course, just uh, some awesome people Dude and Satonio, D Fury, Daniel H, Megan C, Nami, Psyche, and of course, Tag. If uh, you guys want to support on Patreon as well, you can just go to uh, our Patreon page, which, uh, hold on, I'm horrible at this, patreon.com slash frostytv, um, and I appreciate uh, everybody. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.